Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes. On today's show, I'm going to be talking with the members of Honey and Blue, Stephanie and Adam. They've got a really great new song and video out now. It is called All In My Head. It's going to, I don't know, take me back to my high school days. We're going to talk about the making of that and much more. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, Kelly. We appreciate it. You know, you got great grooves, and it seems like you guys really like, you know, I don't know, classic R&B and just really good bluesy pop. How would you guys describe your sound? I, I would say we're, we're sort of in the, the indie pop and or soul pop realm. I think mm-hmm. you, you did a great job of explaining sort of things that influence us, be it soul music and grooves and, and R&B and things like that. So for lack of a better term, I think soul pop or indie pop is, is where we could put ourselves. And don't you think a lot of people are wanting some nice, smooth, more, more, I'd say not classic sounds, but, you know, there's so much EDM out there. I think people are looking for like an authentic sound right now. Yeah, I I feel like authenticity is is kind of of our niche. Like that's what we, we can't be anybody else other than who we are. We just kind of are very honest and genuine in the music that we do so um hopefully that translates with people and and it's you know something that that hits them and i'm glad it comes off as smooth because that's what i like i always (laughs) wanted to be smooth and i like that and there's nothing wrong with just being smooth and likable and easy on the ears oh i think yeah yeah that's i think that's uh that's where the pop comes in you know like having the ability to listen and, and like it and have it be pleasant that's okay now, how did you guys first come together, you know, to create Honey and Blue? Uh, so we actually met in Los Angeles um, many years ago. We were um, working at the same place, and it was my very first day working at this new restaurant. And Adam was so sweet to me. And then uh, within like the first hour of us meeting, he handed me a CD of his music. And I originally was like, oh, here's another L.A. dude, like, peddling his music, cool, whatever. And I kind of, like, just (laughs) rolled my eyes and put it in my bag. But uh, after working our entire shift together, I realized he was such a sweetheart. So I went home immediately and listened to his music. And he was just so talented and so wonderful. And I was like, okay, well, I've never written music with anyone else before. Would you want to collaborate? I might be terrible at this. But I feel like it would be a really fun thing to just try together and... He was open to it. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool because doesn't it sometimes seem like everyone in L.A. is either a musician or an actor? It's true. Um, More (laughs) actors than musicians, actually, which is what I found, uh, at least in in my experience. So I was ruthlessly passing out CDs whenever I could. Um, I I call myself the world's worst bouncer. uh, (laughs) He was so nice. He was just too nice. Like. You would rationalize with drunk people like, hey, I know you're having a good time. And like, it was just so precious. I like so that. When, yeah. Well, one thing I'd say is, um, you know, the whole vibe of L.A., it is really conducive to creativity. And isn't that just you hit the jackpot when you find people you can collaborate with? That, that was an absolute dream meeting, Steph. Um, and I, I had been there for for many years before that. And so tried different things and when i met her it just clicked personally and and uh musically it was it it just opened a whole new world for me which i'm which i'm always forever grateful for meeting her 
So what are the parts both of you bring to, like for Stephanie, musically, what do you think you brought that kind of complemented what Adam had? Yeah, I think it's it's so cool that he and I had such different musical backgrounds. Like I grew up loving Aretha Franklin and Motown and disco. And like that was just the stuff that I adored and loved musical theater as well. So I kind of grew up with this like weird mashup of different genres. Um, so I don't know. I think I maybe brought some some fun theatery soulfulness to it. I don't know. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I would I would say that I would say that um, I, I grew up with uh, some of my earliest musical memories were uh, Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson. But then when I hit adolescence and grunge hit me and and rock hit me and I had a great guitar teacher who would always throw different different artists my way and I would learn that. And then, you know, when I met Steph opening that other world of of the soul music and things that I wasn't super familiar with. Just was so exciting to me especially because i'd had so much experience in sort of the rock or blues or uh, pop world but but not having as much with the soul and it it just was amazing mm -hmm. but i feel like on paper that would like that would not go exceptionally well together like some of that more rock heavy and like Soundgarden influences and stuff like that with like aretha franklin but we've kind of figured out how to make this hybrid and i think it makes like the songwriting even more delicious in my well, also, well, sure. And also when you have those rock influences and, you know, you're a guitarist, Adam, doesn't that translate well when you guys perform live? I I think so. I mean, I, I feel grateful that it I played so much out even before I met Steph and it just having that energy, like there's sort of this rock and roll spirit of of performance that I that, that I always try to have anyway. Um, and I, it, it does translate well, which is which is great. Yeah. Well, and think of uh, back in the 80s, you know, when, when Aretha Franklin was singing with the Eurythmics on, on that great song. Yes. You know, the, the rock and when rock and soul has always done really well together, you know, yeah. Rolling Stones and, uh, you know, they always had really good vocal uh, guests. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you? Yes, what am I saying? We're backups. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Give me shelter. And... Yeah. Oh, Give goodness. me shelter. Yeah. Yes. So, so when you do this live, I'm just wondering, and first of all, you know, post COVID, have you had many chances to perform live? You know, actually, yeah. Um, I, I think Columbus is an amazing community and the fact that they like pivoted so well with figuring out how to do so many different outdoor festivals and outdoor just places that people could feel safe and still enjoy live music so for us um the musical world opened up very quickly and we were able to still stay in like performance mode and still stay sharp and still give so much energy out and i think it was healing for not only like people who got to see music but for us you know, it was it was a really nice time to just like dive right back in. It yeah, seems like well, with what you guys are doing, live would be so conducive to you know you want to go a little more Aretha on on a note, or you want to get a little more Eddie Van Halen on your guitar. It just seems <laughs> like you you guys would really feed off the audience. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely, and and shout out to our our band as well. Uh, we have a, a drummer, a keyboard player, and a, and a bass player that play with us for. For certain full band shows and they just bring so much energy and talent that yeah. it it just 
it makes our job so much easier. Like my favorite thing ever is for someone who's come to see us for the first time. And they're like, you guys seem like you're having so much fun. And like genuinely, we are. Like we have such an amazing group of people that we get to play with that we just get to have fun on stage. And that's kind of a beautiful thing. Well, you definitely have a sense of fun in the video. You know, what made you guys want to like <laughs> revisit school? You know, it was kind of a lucky a turn of events. We had a different music video planned out and it was going to be a little more dramatic and like a long distance relationship in an airport. And just by some random occurrence, it didn't end up working out. And we were deciding just like, okay, we've got to pivot. And I don't even know how it came out. We were just on a walk together. And we were like, wait a minute, what if we kind of went like full blown waking up back in high school and what would happen? Like the the jock and the, you know, nerdy musical theater kid star in the musical. And we just were kind of spitballing back and forth. And we were like, wait, this this could be terrible or this could be super fun. <laughs> and, it, almost and ha it almost evokes like glee. Yeah, we were like trying to not thank you for noticing some. <laughs> we had like we were trying to like nod to some of our favorite rom-coms, you know, like Never Been Kissed and A Walk to Remember and, you know, Pitch Perfect and Glee and like all of those like instant nostalgia inducing kind of things. And I, I think we really wanted to just try, as she said, we were on a walk. That's sort of our thinking time is we wanted it to be fun. And so if it sounds fun to us mm -hmm. and, and, and like a fun project to take on, then then we're going to go forward with it. So mm -hmm. um, and shout out to Steph, because she showed me many rom-coms that I had never seen before. So <laughs> um, I did my research. And so I, I feel good about it. The... Was literally, it was like the week before I was like, every night we're sitting down, <laughs> we're watching a different rom-com. So, so Stephanie, did, did Adam truly enjoy them or was it just like like painful for him to sit through these <laughs> you know some of them like you, you remember them in your memory being like oh my god this is so good and this is so like a beautiful love story um and some of them do not translate <laughs> i don't know you answer were they yeah i think it's different when you're when you're actually seeing it when you're you know a teenager versus versus now um and i you know i think obviously culture changes throughout throughout the years anyway but it, it was a fun experience and i had my my research cap on so i was enjoying it the whole time and taking it all in so <laughs> well isn't the funny thing when when you watch them now you realize boy these high school kids look really old <laughs> oh my god okay the movie grease like everybody in that movie is like in their 30s and 40s pretty much <laughs> and like that's what i thought i was going to look like in high school like i was like oh my god i'm going to be such an adult in high school <laughs> That's that's also part of the reason that I thought, you know, this this idea could actually work if we did it well, because, you know, that high schooler with a full full blown beard is. Uh, you you know. see, there you go. <laughs> Although in my high school, there was one guy that did have a full beard. I was There's just shocked. Always one. I would have been so jealous. <laughs> my 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 brother, who's younger than me, he had sideburns in eighth grade and I was just so jealous of him. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, yeah, like, so. well, when you were in high school, Adam, like, were you the jock? Did you like have the letterman's jacket and all that? Um, I had a letterman's jacket for swimming and, and I actually wanted to be a basketball player more than anything. Like Michael Jordan was my, my hero. And I ended up getting cut uh, freshman year from basketball. Devastating. Devastating. What? I'm, I'm still not, <laughs> I'm still not over it. And I think part of that was like, you know, 
being able to relive maybe if I actually was the the this the star healing. athlete. Yeah, this yeah. was a healing experience for me. <laughs> but for long term, at least swimming is something you can take with you for your whole life. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And Stephanie, what, what was your thing in high school? Musical theater? What was, was oh, that God, your experience? Yes. That that version of me in the video is one hundred percent me in high school. <laughs> like accurate to a T. Like I was so nervous around boys and like wanted to star in the musicals but like was terrified to actually have people see me so i feel like this was like 100 percent me <laughs> i like that well i'm always curious like when people make these videos like how do you get permission to film in a high school well it's it uh once again kismet that that was the actual high school that i i went to uh, and we were able to reach out, and uh, a friend of mine from my class is now the the vice principal, and was nice enough to remember me. Wow! And, and uh, he knew that I played music then, and still doing it. And and uh, they were they were nice enough nice enough to have us there, which is which it was is actually so cool. They like just gave us a tour um, about a week before, and then just was like, "Yeah, go for it. Anything you want." They were so that... supportive and wonderful. I feel like that's very rare. So we we got really lucky. You know, there's always this thing when you go back to your school as an adult, it's always like way smaller than you remembered it. <laughs> well, in in most cases, I think so. But actually, in this case, they were there were multiple additions that were put on. So when I got in, I didn't even recognize the building. I'm like trying to think of where I, where I went, and there were it was like almost twice as large, which is which is very strange. But uh, it was nice to be back for sure. Okay, but this is very cute detail. So the the song, like, there's a part in the video where we're all doing the auditions and Adam comes out with a guitar and it's actually his dad's guitar. And the song that he sang um, at, at during our filming was the song that he sang for his high school musical his senior year, which I thought was so cute. I was like, these are like little details that nobody else is going to know. But to us, it just made it even more special. So this whole thing was, was very meta on several levels. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. It was the same stage that I auditioned for West Side Story senior year. And uh, like Steph said, I, I brought my dad's guitar because I wasn't about to just sing a cappella. I still don't do that. And, um, That's terrifying for a high schooler. That's scary. And so it was. it's a weird full circle moment. But yeah, I played the, the song was uh, Why Georgia by John Mayer. And I, I played that for my audition back in the day as well so it was, it's it's fun so what part did you end up getting i was i was uh bernardo <laughs> well there you go see okay. and what do they say you know uh you gotta show up you know if you don't show up you know you have a hundred percent chance of not getting cast right that's mm -hmm. right that's right so it ups your odds a lot if you kind of take that bold step and just show up yeah i think Isn't that, that was all I was going to say, isn't that what kind of like your career's like or showbiz is like, you know, just showing up is such a big part of it? It really is. I think it's it is the most obvious of things to do, which is to just show up and continually show up and and keep trying. But I think it's it's much easier and much more common to just take your foot off the gas or when things get difficult, because music is not, you know, a point A to Z kind of thing there's so many detours and so many fun things that are going to be put in your lap and difficult things and i think yeah persistence is, is and then fun. also 
Well, also, you guys are songwriters. Mm-hmm. So how does that play into it? Like, what's, what's your process? Do you guys co-write? Do you write separately, then bring it together? It's, it's sort of, uh, every song is a little bit different, but what I will say is that another beautiful thing that Steph brought to my life was an awareness of even more songwriting and telling a story. Like, I, I wrote songs before, but they always made sense to me, but maybe they didn't make sense to everyone else. And she just has a, a beautiful way of being able to tell a story in, you know, two and a half minutes to three minutes or whatever. So Aww. she, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I feel like every, every song that we approach is different. Sometimes it's like 100% collaborative where we're going word for word. Um, and some of it is he has this like really cool thought bubble or guitar loop or some random lyrics that he brings in or sometimes he'll bring in an entire verse and we write a chorus to it it's just it's kind of a, a different a different thing for every song and every song kind of pulls something out but I could just nerd out about songwriting for for hours it's just such a a fun and interesting thing because you never know what is going to be needed to get to the end point and feel like you're like oh we actually have this song that we've created yeah well, and yeah. And, 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 and isn't that, well, isn't that the best feeling when you've actually crafted a really good song? Oh, there's nothing, nothing better, nothing better. That's what keeps us coming back, honestly. Oh, yeah, it's like that. There's like this point where you're frustrated and you're like, "Is this is this actually going to to form into something that we're proud of?" And then when you get to like the eighty five percent point, you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is could be something." And then when you finish, it's just like explosion of joy that you're like oh my goodness i've i have told a story i set out to create a story within two to three minutes which in itself is a very difficult task to do to actually have an entire arc of a story and we did it every time it feels like rejoicing mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely and, and is that a, a good thing like to know that if you have a strong enough song it's really conducive to a music video and not just you know literally word by word of the song but the fact that you could create you know the all in my head video out of this to think well we wanted the airport thing but you know we can actually you know put this to different images i, I think like really good songs you could make a variety of videos out of them yeah and i think for for us like it was such a, a gift and you know kind of a blessing in disguise when we had to pivot because this gave a whole new story and a whole new life to the song, you know, versus the the origin was very much a long distance relationship. And not everybody connects with that, but for having, I mean, you can see yourself in at least one character in that video, whether it's the jock or the, you know, the lead character in a musical or you're the teacher or you remember that teacher. Like, I think it's just such a cool thing to have a video that is completely different from what the origin was. Because isn't part of it just the, the universal theme that could be interpreted in a lot of different ways? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And that's, and that's the fun thing about creativity and, and humanity in general is that there's so many different similar stories or similar arcs that, that you can pull from and, and they all feel authentic because we've all been through so many different similar experiences. Mm -hmm. Well, the one thing I'm wondering... As adults going back, looking at high school, and we all think, oh, we're older and wiser now. You know, we wouldn't be, you know, we, we wouldn't be so nervous about 
you know, saying hi to someone we like in the hallway or, you know, we think we're so much smarter as adults, but in some ways, is it doesn't it get worse because you know so many more ways that things can go wrong in a relationship? Yeah, I feel like when you're you're younger, there's like there's like the nervousness of new. I think that's like just all of us. We as a society, we like fear the new. But as an adult, I think you realize things can be a little more scary or things are bigger. But when you're you're younger, I mean, the, the worst thing that's going to happen is, oh, he's not going to answer my call. <laughs> like the stakes feel so much different when you're younger. <laughs> well, all I'll say is I think that depending on where you are, like for me, I was uh, riddled with anxiety as a, as a as a high school student. So in one sense, I think you can grow and learn from that and realize that if you do ask somebody out and they say no, or you make a fool of yourself that, you know, you still get up the next day and, and life is good and you can have a good life. But, but at the same time, I think, like you said, it's certain other aspects of it, of be, becoming more of an adult. It, it is scary because the risks of doing certain things feel bigger as well, but mm -hmm. um, maybe we just don't listen to those. I don't know. I mean, obviously you don't want to be silly but or irresponsible but i but i think it, it is something to realize that you know you you can grow and you can make decisions that that are fun you're right yeah and let's embrace the boldness okay adam darling <laughs> <laughs> well can you can you imagine being a high school student today no oh my gosh no but most of the kids that were in the the video with us they're all in high school right now currently so it's like kind of fun to, to like take a peek into what it would look like but no i don't think i could do it and they, they well, were see, such good kids i mean I, they were they really are mm -hmm. it's beautiful human beings so I, i'm not i'm not worried about them that's good to hear I, i'm just worried like nowadays you wouldn't make eye contact with anyone in the hallway because you'd be swiping pictures on your phone you know, maybe maybe it was because they were on set or whatever, but like it was so like half of them didn't really know each other or they were all just meeting that day. And it was so precious, like they were all so kind and supportive and cheering each other on when someone else was in a scene and someone wasn't. And there were no phones out. It was just, everybody was just engaged and being kind. So I'm like, this just gave me so much faith for our future. <laughs> I like that. And isn't that kind of the camaraderie you got like in musical theater or there in your yeah. band? Like when people are together for like a, a common creative cause, doesn't that like bring out the best in people? Uh -huh. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, I mean, it, it, maybe in some cases it doesn't, but for, for the this group of people in this set, it was it was wonderful. Well, I was looking at your website. You have a cool website. And I was impressed with a lot of the places you performed, and there are more than a few. It seemed like jazz festivals. Yeah, yeah, we've we've played quite a. We've been lucky enough to start doing a lot of different festivals, but yeah, we've played a lot of jazz festivals. What's and that like? Because there's something about like you know Monterey, you know jazz and these classic jazz festivals. What are they like nowadays? Well, we, we can't speak to Monterey, although I always think of Jimi Hendrix. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, luckily, especially in Columbus and in Ohio and in Michigan, and there, there's a lot of really good festivals. And for us, it's even though it's called a jazz or a jazz and blues festival, it really does encompass so many different styles of music. And, mm -hmm. and the crowds are there. They're just music lovers. 
and they're they've always been so welcoming to us i think those are some of our favorite venues to play just because the people there love what we do and, and love yeah, music in general they are there for music it's it's wonderful i was also looking at some of the people you've opened for and the one that just jumped out at me you guys opened for martha wash yeah over at um they have an amazing pride festival here the stonewall pride festival in columbus ohio and that was a few years ago and that was honestly when we were still so much more of a baby band so that was very very intimidating <laughs> when you talked about you know you you grew up admiring people like aretha franklin mm -hmm. I, th I think martha's voice was right up there with aretha oh my gosh yes and she sounded incredible i was too nervous to actually say anything so i just smiled and waved as she went on stage but she was incredible and very very kind like, like can you remember any other experiences either people you opened for played with that that you're kind of in awe of well well i'll say in in terms of of especially the connection with aretha we were able to open for betty lavette and her and aretha were were very good friends and that was another very 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 humbling experience for us she is a force a, a force i think she's she's mid 70s now she's she i think she may have just released a new album steve jordan produced it and played drums on it but to to hear her live with a full band was was such an amazing experience and and you know it a it gave us hope because you know I, I, we want to have a long career but just seeing her do that at that level it, it was just amazing so when you do get a play you know on a big stage how does that up the bar for for you when you get that little taste you know you think wow you know we could be headlining this in a couple of years mm. Mm. <laughs> i i think uh i think we're just grateful to be playing and we of course we would want to do it you know maybe as a headliner i'm not really sure it matters i think every time we 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 play we just try to give the best show anyway um and, yeah, and we I just... don't know if that's ever like been something that's charging us like oh maybe next year we'll headline it's more so like I can't believe we're on the stage I really want to do a great job and just show people you know who we are as a band and and hopefully that hits them and we get to do this again and again what would you say is like your most memorable performance that you've done live Ooh, oh, that's a good question. Okay, you, wait, you go first. Oh, I that I have no answer right now. I'm so okay, sorry. No, I, I know I do. I have one. Okay. Um, one of our favorite places to play, just hands down, um, is Natalie's Music Hall uh, here in Columbus, Ohio. And it's just, it's one of those magical spaces. It's a listening room, but it's like you walk in there and it's, filled with incredible people who respect music and love music. And one of our most recent shows there, we, we play there fairly regularly every few months and we're just always so honored. But one of the most recent times that we played there, we were singing a song of ours, uh, Walls. And the minute I announced it, the entire room erupted into applause. And I was like, oh my God, this is really cool they they maybe they're just really supportive of the song and then by the halfway point adam sings this really lovely bridge and the entire room exploded into singing along with it and i lost 
my cool. Like I just immediately freaked out and forgot that I was on stage and I was like, Oh my God, they're singing a song we wrote. <laughs> wow. And that's for me, one of the coolest shows we've ever done. That's a very good answer. I, I have an answer now, um, <laughs> which is that uh, one of my favorite musicians, Charlie Hunter, uh, he was very nice and, and produced a song of ours on our, on our last record. And he comes to Columbus every once in a while to perform and we were able to open for him. And uh, that was probably one of my favorite and also uh, nerve wracking experiences mm -hmm. just because, you know, sharing the stage with a legend and, and uh, I'll always remember that because it was just so special to even have that opportunity. And, and he's such an amazing human being. So that's my answer. Oh, good one. Excellent. Well, before we wrap up with a few more questions, I, I want to make sure everyone knows how to find All In My Head, watch the video, and just learn a, more about you guys online. So where should they go? Uh, we are at Honey and Blue for everything. We have the website and the Instagrams and the TikToks and Facebook, and we're on YouTube. Uh, the, the website is honeyandblue.com, and everything else is at Honey and Blue. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Now, how did you guys get the name Honey and Blue? <laughs> um, wait, do you want me to tell it or do you? you tell okay. It. You tell it better. <laughs> um, well, when we first started gigging, we did not have a name. We were just Steph and Adam um, because we couldn't think of anything more creative. And after one of our first shows, uh, a friend of ours came up and was like, Steph, this just, this, you guys work together. It's like, your voice is like, honey ice cream on a hot summer day and adam you've got this like bluesy soulful thing it just it works and we stared at each other and we're like oh that could be something so we tried out all these iterations and then honey and blue we we're like okay we're just we'll try it for one gig and it felt good we we're like okay well we'll just ride it until we can think of something different or if something seems to fit better but it just it's it fit it almost sounds like you know some new orleans blues band or something Ooh. Yeah, I'm always curious what people think if they don't know who we are. Obviously, we're biased because we know we know us, but you know, somebody who's never heard the name Honey and Blue before, what their what their connotation of it is. Yeah. So, so after a concert, Stephanie, do people just come up and say, "Hey, Honey"? Oh yeah. Or who's Honey and who's Blue? But I who's... I do now I like just automatically answer to Honey. <laughs> it's like when Blondie came out, everyone. Assume Debbie Harry's name was Blondie. <laughs> oh, well, you guys are too young to know that reference. Well, no, and no. I think that that's okay. You know, just to, just to have multiple names, like uh, I think of Sting. You know, mm. uh, Gordon Sumner. So that's right. He'll forever be Sting. So that's cool. And if <laughs> I ever meet him, I'll say, "Hey, Sting." Unless that's I'm right. I'm going yeah. Gordon. <laughs> Hello, Gordon. Hello, Gordon. Yeah, I totally even forgot that he had a different name. See, there you yeah. go. <laughs> well, I want you guys to have the last word here. And it sounds like you guys have got a lot of momentum right now with All in My Head and a lot of really cool stuff going on. So for the rest of the year, you know, how would you like this song to do on the charts, to be promoted, you know, live performances? What would be your dream? for all in my head for the rest of the year the dream world domination <laughs> <laughs> world domination yeah you know i just hope that the video keeps getting in front of new people and that whoever sees it does feel like there's a part of them that can relate to it and and grab on and and then 
you know, follow follow Honey and Blue because we, we have a lot of other new stuff coming out for the rest of the year and next mm -hmm. year. And and I think this video, we really tried to be intentional and honest in telling a story that means a lot to us. And we hope that resonates with with everybody. Yes. Beautifully said. I like, I like that. And any other upcoming live performances? Uh, yeah, we'll be finishing out the summer uh, doing a few more festivals and live performances. Um, and then we're just going to be kind of we're we're in the studio right now um, and going to be having. Am I allowed to say we, we have quite a few singles coming up um, and without giving up too much information, it'll be very, very colorful. I like that. And you probably haven't figured it out yet, but for your next video. Since the bar is so high with the high school, what what would be your dream location to shoot a video in? Oh, Malibu. Malibu. Malibu? Mm -hmm. Malibu, yeah. <laughs> wow, so that would bring you back to the West Coast. There you go. It's all it's all circular. Or, mm -hmm. you know, I've never been, uh, you know, Bali sounds nice or, you know, something oh. like that. But I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe so you just want you want something with like sunshine and a beach. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I've been talking with Stephanie Amber and Adam Darling together. They are Honey and Blue. The current single is All in My Head. Really fun video. I encourage everyone to watch it, and I'm really anxious to hear your next stuff when it comes out. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kelly. We, we appreciate you taking the time and asking great questions. This has been the Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes.